The Ride to Orbis podcast's main driving force is its community. If you would like to learn how to support the show, you can visit patreon.com slash forward ride to Orbis. What got you on drinking this, uh... This thing? Yeah. Because I was thinking I need to be healthier. <laughs> so you bought some... Well, I kept saying ads... I kept saying ads for it on oh, all my favorite, they got like, you. shows. They got you, bro. And so I, I I put in the creator code to get the 20% off deal. Oh, brutal. That's like better help. <laughs> yep. Oh, no. Broken. They got you. They got me. Welcome back, everybody. This is Right to Orbis, a gaming podcast. My name is Max Pleister. I am one of the three elusive hosts of this podcast. Joining me, as always, is a man that goes by many names. A, a math doer is not one of those. However, he is known <laughs> by many as a, a athletic drink drinker and a Indeed. guilty gear player, Mr. Broken Wing himself. Maybe I'm a lion. Apparently bad at Exert now. Damn, you're one of those now, huh? I I have been playing Strive so much that when I, I hopped into Exert, I was like, God, I'm garbage. Man, washed. Washed, broken. Boomer. Actually, the Boomer should be good at Exert, right? Yeah, Boomer should be good at the game. Mm. Well, actually, no. Because the boomers played plus R. Oh, so that's right. The millennial. This is a millennial game, so I'm I'm technically a zoomer. You're now. a zoomy. Damn. I'm zooming. I'm zooming You'll through. Be zooming. Yeah, man. Um, right to Orbis. It's a podcast. We host it every week, except for last week. No podcast to last week. We did not show up for work, and uh, yeah, apologies for people that listen to this. All seven people. I've seen the stats. Um, so we didn't disappoint too many people. However, if you were anticipating this podcast last week, apologies. Honestly, um, it just didn't work out. Like, I was really tired from the whole week of work. I, I've been kind of going through it. And uh, you were as well. So I didn't want you being all zombified, coming back from work and tired. And I wasn't really feeling it. So I was like, you know what? Compiling the slow week of news that we had, plus very low motivation to record something of substance we were like let's skip let's skip episode eight and come back to episode eight a week later and therefore that's why we skipped that episode here we are on episode eight so our streak of seven is broken no pun intended we have to um get another streak going but it always starts at one my friend it does it does so here we are Right to Orbis, and uh, I think a pretty fun show. It's pretty diverse with the gaming themes as well as games. Mm -hmm. And yeah, uh, yeah. I got I got some housekeeping first. Since we missed last week, I want to talk about it. two weeks ago. Uh, the RTO versus CNC recap for Tekken Seven Exhibition Tournament. Hey, shoutouts to everybody who participated. It was awesome. It was great. Um, it was. Tekken 7, sort of a round-robin team tournament was a success. In my opinion, it actually was, was great. Like, I ran the tournament, and the participants who were in the tournament made it so easy to run. Everybody was super organized on Team RTO, Team CNC. 
The winners were Right to Orbis. Very close set. Close set 16 to 11. RTO versus CNC in Tekken 7. Um, awesome. It was great. So shout outs to Ty, who is a co-host over at the Coffee and Combos podcast for joining me halfway through the exhibition. Um, co-commentating with me because, man, I was uh, kind of struggle bus in there and I needed a co-commentator. So he came in and helped me out. So that was great. We had some MVPs. Brute Slayer and Predator Rain, a.k.a. Shiju, were the MVPs on Team Ride to Orbis. Brute Slayer went on a run. Seven wins in the exhibition. He took seven lives away from CNC. And Predator Rain, Shiju, my real-life friend, she beat Psychoduck, who was the MVP for Team CNC, because he was starting to take the momentum back for Team CNC with his Master Raven. And then Shiju came out there played Kunimitsu, and won some clutch matches to bring the the uh, the momentum back on Team Ride to Orbis, and uh, eventually Kareem closed it out. And uh, yeah, 16 to 11, and it was a super fun exhibition, really well run. Thank you for everybody who participated, everybody who watched. And uh, the archive is on the main Max Splicer channel, which I guess, according to YouTube now, we have handles, so I guess you can just put at Max Splicer on YouTube and just find yes, it. Yes, you can. You can you can actually there is handles now. I've yeah. just got that email. Yeah. Hey, did you know you could put handles on your YouTube stream? I'm like, yeah. wow. And I guess that they reserve whatever your channel name is, as long as nobody else has that that name, they reserve that for your handle. So I didn't even have to change anything. They just gave me at Max Splicer. So there it's like go. my Twitters. Which uh, hey, we'll talk not about Twitter. Like, it's not like my Twitter, that's for sure. My Twitter no. has to have a has to have an underscore at the end of it because there's that one you know what i gotta i gotta this is gonna be a live unedited oh my god you and your live unedited always making my podcast hosting difficult we we saw hey. that during pre-show um by the way i have to put you on blast i'm sorry broken but go for it i gave you an assignment which <laughs> technically during the pre-podcast was your third time doing and uh, yeah, the first time I think you didn't read the instructions because you thought we were talking about specific games as opposed to genres. The second time, you somehow messed up the order <laughs> and we had you had multiple duplicates. So the third time you corrected it all, although your method is a little maddening, but you know what? It worked out. So uh, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that once we get to our little topic of the week. But anyway. Hey, yeah. Oh. Okay, your Twitter. What's going on? I found it. The original Cheryl Butler, a.k.a. the original Broken Wing. Shout out to Cheryl Butler. Who hasn't posted since 2015. That's crazy. Why would she be called yeah. Broken Wing 777? Her, I don't know, but her, uh, her actual thing, you know, like how it has the at and then the actual name. Mm hmm. Her actual name is Cheryl Butler. <laughs> Shout outs to Cheryl Butler. She's the true second seat of the RTO she's podcast. Five, she's following five people and has got one follower. Damn. She's so popular. She's super popular. <laughs> so popular that she's holding on to that goddamn. Uh, Maybe. Can I'm you not? not have you tried add broken wing? Can you not take off the sevens? No. 
I mean, you know what? I'm thinking about just I'm thinking about it. Like the I I could have swore someone was angry about how Twitter has has yet to fix like dead accounts. Dead that usernames, hold, yeah. Yeah, dead usernames. They really should send out emails and if you don't don't Respond hold on, it, yeah, they should yeah. You know, wipe it out. They do that with MMOs sometimes, right? Where like people will have cool names like Saber or like Tiger and like, you know, they don't they don't play the game anymore cuz they've logged on eight years ago. So they'll send out emails to be like, hey, are you active? Are you dead? And then they just remove you. Well, the thing is, is that when it comes to like MMOs, a lot of MMOs that I play, you you make your own name in the game. And like, I'm guessing the only one I could think of is technically WoW that does that. Like with WoW, I guess that would make sense for them to do that. But like in MapleStory did that. And MapleStory does? Okay, MapleStory too. I was going to say, like, there's a lot of MMOs that I played where it's like you make your character name and you could have like 15 of the same character name. Oh, whack. Huh. Your definition of. Anyway. You know. This is a podcast. We're off to yep. an interesting start. Uh, shout outs to people to listen to the podcast, which you can, you can find them on Patreon, yep. Discord. Sometimes Apple. Reviews, seldom. Every blue moon, we'll get one. Be like, "Hey, Max sucks," but Pringle is funny. By the way, Pringle, shout outs to him. He mm-hmm. might be soon TM on this podcast, but uh, don't hold your breath. We'll see. He said he is closer to maybe making an appearance, but um, still somewhat far away. So shout outs to Pringle. Maybe he'll join us in the coming weeks. TBD. But yeah, shout outs to um, everybody. Hey, speaking of Twitter. Mailbag is still open. It's always open. So people can um, show up to the Discord and put their questions down there on Twitter, on Patreon, on reviews, Apple Podcasts, all that. So, uh, yeah, we already have uh, a decent amount of questions. Not enough for a mailbag episode just yet. We're still compiling. So if you got a question, please let us know Mm -hmm. and submit them. One last thing. No corrections this week. Although, technically, technically, we did have a couple corrections with our list. But since that was off air, we're not going to add those. But, uh, hey, two weeks ago, you went over the whole Street Fighter Six, you know, beta options, all that stuff. And uh, people liked your breakdown. They thanked you because they didn't have time to go through the list themselves. And sometimes some of those guys didn't, and, or girls, and uh, they didn't, they didn't uh, get into the beta, like myself. So you breaking it down was helpful to them. So good job. Oh, okay. I I was watching that. Uh, I was watching that uh, podcast when it came out, and I was like, "Oh my god!" The po- like the game already ended by the right. time this aired. So I was like, "Man, this is super cringe." Because like everyone's already seen the game. I think so it's, it's fine. Like- I mean, you breaking it down and going over the options is not a bad thing because it just goes more in depth into what people are seeing on screen. I mean, I don't think it was bad. I liked it. I, I mean, actually, you went a little too in depth a couple times. I had to stop you, but yeah, it was fine. I will say this. I should have kept my game and not updated it because apparently there, there was an update that went out that deleted the exe files, mm. but people that didn't update the beta, they, Shoutouts to the Street Fighter 5 beta. You remember how I said in Street Fighter 5 yeah. beta this 
the same tie. It comes back. It comes back again. Cyclical, as they say, right? Yes. You let the PC players play on a beta. They rip everything. They find everything. They crack everything. And then, uh-oh, time betas are no longer time betas. Yeah, man. I mean, I said that. Remember when we read that uh, that news item when they were like saying, hey, there's going to be a beta. And they said Steam. And I was so surprised. I was like, are they going to really put this on Steam after the debacle that was Street Fighter V? Because these PC players cannot help themselves. But nope rip that shit like <laughs> it's like and by these pc players you obviously mean both of us and both pc players. that's true listen i'm a part of the problem although i i wouldn't do that um because neither you know, i actually fun yeah, fact everybody fun fact everybody at the end of the at the end of the beta i like a good citizen deleted the beta there you go you know very I very a nice good citizen a yeah. good citizen yeah capcom right now oh! a very bad day <laughs> yeah they're not they're not happy about this but hey they should have seen that coming i mean you give pc players a beta they will take advantage of it it, just, it, it comes with the rules of pc betas sorry you, you see the, if for everybody that keeps asking why is there no farting game betas on pc farting game <laughs> well fighting not right. farting you had food in your mouth sound like farting anyway okay <laughs> Why is there no fighting games ever beta ever come out on PC? Well, you found out now, huh? Hey, I don't ever really complain when there isn't one for PC because I understand why. And I don't play betas because they never come to PC, which I'm okay with. I don't see how they're going to come out with another one. Not Capcom, but like Tekken. Like, why would Tekken come out with a beta for PC? PC? Why would they do that? going to be ps4 and uh xbox series x i mean ps5 and xbox series x exclusive i, I don't forgot. think they're even going to put out a beta for that game to be honest they're not really known for betas namco no well this tekken 8 will no will not be on uh will not be on arcades fun fact probably the reason why is because there is not a single arcade system made that could run tekken 8. right right i can't wait to play that game Looks sick. We've come, we've come full circle. We went from arcades are too powerful. We can't port arcade games to P, uh, consoles. To consoles and PCs are too powerful. We can't port games to to arcades. Again, Ooh. cyclical. What goes around comes around. Indeed. That's housekeeping oh, well. right there. Pretty smooth. Um, what's going on? What are we playing? Broken. Mm-hmm. I threatened yesterday in a little group chat. I was like, man, I am putting in my two weeks tomorrow. However, I had a discussion with my boss today. You know what? I think there's a thing with like unspoken, I guess like an unspoken vibe or feeling because I think I've been given out this feeling that like I am not happy. Like I am having a very bad day. <laughs> like I'm not I doing I am having a very bad day. Yeah. Uh, I felt I was feeling like Stephen A. Smith for a while because I'm on this project, which I am not happy about. It's not been good. NG and uh, my boss actually approached me because he I think he he could tell so I was going to put in my two weeks because I was like done man I was like this is awful going into work sucks it used to be really cool they took away all the people I like working with they took away the project I like being on and they gave me people I don't like working with and they put me on a project that sucks <laughs> so I was like that's how you you give you you allow for low morale among your employees so anyway 
I think they felt that. And uh, he caught me in the, like, in between the hallway and their little lunchroom, whatever. And he was like, hey, what's up? And I was like, not good. NG. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I know. So listen, we're going to just take you off this project. So you'll, you'll, you'll go back to your old stuff. I was like, well, good. Because I was going to say, I was like, I was, I was going to bounce out of this place. <laughs> so I was like, I'm not going to stay doing this shit. And I think they felt that. So I'm not going to quit my job just yet. I do want to eventually just because I'm kind of like tired. But I want to work part time if I can. If I can, I think I can swing it. But um, soon, but not just yet. So anyway. That's what's going on. Speaking of jobs, speaking of jobs, I'm probably going to quit mine. I have gotten so impatient with my, my this job. They they just they do they don't they don't respect me, I guess. They do not respect me at all. For one, Pringles, right? I've been work Yeah, I've been working there for like what? 7 8 months now? Damn. Like 9 months coming up. And yet I have not had a trainer. I've not had anybody We've had people come in, and people that have been in for like maybe a week have had a trainer. But me, who's been in for like eight, nine months, nope, never had a trainer. Let's see here. I I came in asking to be a bartender, and they've said, "Oh, we're full, we're full, we're full." And yet they've hired four bartenders to work the bar. Passed on. And they've given two people that were originally no three people that were originally servers bartender roles and one of them is leaving <laughs> one of them is leaving because of college because he can't work anymore one of them was permanent cash is now also in the bar and one of them only is in the bar uh, has also is in the same position to me where he's getting disrespected and they're finally giving him a chance but not really because he doesn't get to work the weekends at night where he would make the most money for the bar so i'm like you know what cool i'm about to start school soon when i start school deuces yep peace <laughs> peace it, how it's it really it's how it is it's unfortunate like some of these jobs that aren't exactly careers and i wouldn't consider mine i mean i guess it could be a career but i don't see it with one it seems like employers sometimes will get really comfortable with how you're allowing them to treat you because you just haven't said anything and then that becomes the standard it's really when you got to shake up the, the trees that, you know. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm basically at. So what I'm going to do, actually, fun fact, is next uh, tomorrow, I'm going to say, hey, I'm not working Monday through Thursday. I'll work the weekend because I'm going to go and get everything set up for college. And then that's probably going to be my last weekend because after that, I'm just going to make enough money to pay for rent for next month. And then I'm just going to go straight into school. Pro and I'm going to Yep. And I'm going to go, actually, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can work at one of the, uh, one of the places I did want to go to, which is like Nexus Esports, which is hmm. a local of mine. I'm actually going to go to that local too on Fridays and make Ayo. bank. I'm going to make bank. I saw Guilty Gear Strive is one of the the games that they host uh, during the, the week. Nice. I was like, that's easy money. <laughs> that Won't. is straight easy money. Want some noobs? It is. I had one person in Waco who's technically not in Waco who I was afraid of. And the moment he said, oh, I don't go there because like I live in another city. 
And so, like, I rarely get the chance to go there. I only go to, like, King's Landing. I was like, oh, oh easy How many people money. are going to enter, though? Uh, I don't know, but uh, it's just still easy money. My Anji is undefeated. Hey, yo, nice. I knew you were I, an Anji player. Look, I play Leo, but, like, Anji is... Every time, every time I lose or I go, like, on a of losing course. streak... Anji comes in like out of nowhere. He's like, hey, you know what would happen if you pick me instead? You'd win more. Yeah. I'm just like, I need you to stop. We've been telling you this. Just listen to the voice in your head. So that's what we're doing. Uh, what we're playing, man, dude, Death's Door was so fun. That game is sick. I beat it. I 100%ed it, actually. I, I did everything. Oh. I did everything in the game. And it's that game is is a hella good. I want to do like a mini review for it. Uh, maybe this weekend, if I got some time, I'll write something up and do some voice lines. Um, so I don't want to talk about it too much on here. I'll do it on the main channel, but I just got to say, I really recommend Death's Door. That was super, super fun. Like I enjoyed every single second playing that game. I think I put in close to 30 hours. You know what's really sad? I have more hours in Death's Door than I do in Melty Blood Type Lumina now. <laughs> that's uh, that's saying something, unfortunately. Check, now, your, check your TFH. No, no, TFH has over 100, so it's not even close. But, like, um, <laughs> same thing with Persona. But uh, I had, like, I think I had, like, 30 in, in MBTL, and Death Store is, like, at 32 now. So, yeah. Well, you know, you should get into Melty Blood Type Lumina because they added the sick uh, jukebox option. Yeah, probably well, not. not but, yeah. 10, songs from, 10 songs from the original that Raito remastered are in... Type Lumina for free. Shout out, shout out to Raito. This man's legend. Great music. Great music. Anytime he makes a fighting game song, it just jams. It's just a bop. I don't think I've. Well, no, there's, there's one a, old Melty, like, the car alarm one. That one's terrible. I unironically like the car alarm one because oh, it just terrible. sounds silly. I it just that. sounds silly. It's so chaotic. The, that's why I think it's funny because it's just so chaotic, but. The one song I I'll, I never get is the one where he's rapping and no one to this day understands a word he's saying. I don't know that one. I probably do, it's, but I just can't like recall it. It's uh Obscure Zone. Obscure Zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I had a feeling I knew that one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Obscure Zone. Nobody knows what on earth he's saying, but they're like it's 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 catchy, but like there's some weird ones. What I like on the cat earth one. is he saying? The cat one's pretty good. Um, there's a, I mean, they're all good, really, except for a few. Yeah. Anyway, that's Melty Blood. Play Death Store. It's sick. Mm -hmm. Our co-op game. The game that won the review discussion contest, River City Girls. Uh, first two playthroughs, we played, we're playing every Wednesday. So we played two Wednesdays ago, and we played, or rather, we played last Wednesday, and we played this Wednesday. This, this just happens. Uh, we're recording this on Thursdays. And... Yeah, I can't say much. I don't want to say too much because I do want to leave that for the review discussion. But I will say going in, I expected it to be what I thought it would be. And so far, so good. Like it's it's hitting the the nail that I thought it was going. That's not an expression. Whatever. It, anyway, it is what I thought it was going to be. The Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> That's another uh, sports <laughs> reference, but you don't get that. Much. The Bears are who we thought they were. <laughs> you know, actually, honestly, it's a little bit more it's a little bit more exciting to me than I thought it would, because like going in, I thought it was just going to be. I'll, I'll say this, I thought it was going to be like episodic where it's like mm -hmm. 
you go from one arena to another but the way they structured it actually is kind of really dope yeah i'll say one thing about that game i normally like cringe when i hear english voice acting in games like this because they seem very japanese to me obviously the names the just the the visual and i mean look at what like the the places we're going to yeah it's very japanese but the english voice acting it does is not Actually, it doesn't really make me cringe. I think they did a good job. The game is actually, like, it's pretty funny. Like, it's it's cleverly written to make jokes, like, translate better yeah. in English as they would in Japanese. So it's it's pretty good. You know what it is? It's WayForward games. Is it? Okay. I feel like any time WayForward games makes a game, because WayForward games is, is recognized by Japan as being, like, a good American studio, mm-hmm. that, like, they they know what they're doing. Okay? Like, the Shanti series... Is good, Shantae. Shantae, yeah. Shantae, yeah. So the Shantae series is good. Podcast correction. Yeah, that series is good. Their um, their other like series are good. So like, when I saw that it was WayForward and Arxis that made this game, I was like, you know what? I'll give WayForward the benefit of a doubt. And then like, it's it, good. It pulled out. The the they the localization I think is. Pretty good. Uh, and I don't really like playing games like that in English, but even I say, like, hey, that's actually not bad. Also, fuck those two bitches. Yeah, I hope I hope we get to fight them eventually. We are going to fight them. Yeah. I'm I'm making it a I'm making it a thing, by the way. So this is a uh is a podcast first. I'm making it a thing where we hundred and ten percent this game just so we could beat their ass. I'm down. I'm down. I'm enjoying I'm, not, I'm enjoying our playthroughs. I am too, and I'm not letting those bitches get away with this. <laughs> right? They make they make me angry every time they're on screen. They're I'm good. Like, I mean, that's I their wanna... role. They're good side little villains, where they're like, you know, they're annoying enough to make you hate them because you want to beat them up. It's good. You don't know what a bra is. You don't <laughs> know one either, bitch. You're flat. <laughs> so what are you doing outside of River City Girls? What are you playing? Um, I touched Potion Permit like once this week, but. I started a new game. It's called Eastward. It's a really good, fun little game. It looks like Undertale. And, uh, well, Undertale, Earthbound, all those games. Omori. But it plays Amori, but it plays like Zelda, like classic Zelda. Like, mm. you you get weapons, you get items, and then you use said items in dungeons and, and all that. It even has, like, Zelda art. Like, the... Uh, and also, it has like classic Zelda menus, mm. so it's a really good game, and it's it's also hitting the heartstrings really hard. That, that game's on my wish list, actually. Uh, I've known about that from uh, JJ on our Discord. He played it, he beat it, he recommended it. He's like, "Hey, you might like this game, Mac." So I was, I looked it up, and I was like, "Hey, it, it looks pretty neat." I just I was playing other things at the time, and it's still on my my wish list. Uh, it's definitely. On the back burner, but I want to get to it eventually. So, and I see here, of course, the usual suspects. Yep, the usual suspects. FF14. There was a a bunch of new stuff came out, so I, I checked it out. Uh, Guilty Gear Rev Two and Strive betas came and went. Yep. Well, Rev Two beta is still going, but I know. haven't played it. Honestly, I'll I'll play it when it's out of beta and it comes. I'll, I'll try it out but for the beta I was like you know what 
So, so Zach recently said that it might take six months after the beta comes out for it to be implemented. That's fine. I'm not in a hurry. <laughs> I'm not in a hurry either. I'm sorry. I'm playing Persona anyway, so like, <laughs> don't matter to me. Yeah. I'm playing Strive. I'm playing the I'm playing the Zoomer game. Yeah, I played a Japanese Akihiko player yesterday. Yeah, yesterday. Uh-huh. And uh, that dude beat my ass seven straight. But like, um, the connection was so good. Like, dude, he does go. he does way too much fucking damage. <laughs> he does so much damage. But like, you cannot make a mistake. Like, you make a mistake, you you're dead. I'm not even DPing. And he just does like five K. Show has low health. Anyway, forget about it. That that dude was good. <laughs> that dude was really good. And his defense was on point. I wonder if some of these people play show because I find that I I open a lot of people up just from inexperience. They don't know how to do the. I mean, he has high, low, and left and right. But uh, yeah, that uh, dude made me pay. Did you see the uh, Persona Evo tournament? Like the winner was a show player. So like, which was one? He a Minazuki? No, he was a Minazuki player. Which one? The uh, the the current or this well. This year's Evo, the Persona champ was like a Minazuki player. Yeah, probably a Minazuki. I don't, I don't know any show players that play that character and win. I mean, yeah, the, it was a Minazuki. Player. There's an old school Japanese player by the name of Oksan who did really good with, with show. But outside of him, I don't know anybody else who actually took that character far. But he is pretty sick. If you're he watching the indeed. video of this podcast, he's right over my left shoulder, in the red. He's sick. I have all my Persona characters. I got Narukami right behind me, and then Labrys is right above him. So all three of the gang are on the wall. I want to get a Dirk one somewhere. I have a bunch of Dirk pictures on my hard drive. So speaking of betas, I just must I must be the beta man, by the way, (laughs) because I'm playing a new beta called the First Descendants. So the first Descendants is a cool uh, looter shooter game. It's pretty interesting, honestly. Uh, I like it. It's going to be free to play Nexon uh, game coming Ooh, out soon. You said the said the yeah, cursed word there. Starts with N. Ends with N. <laughs> and it ends with N. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, listen, I know my fair share of Nexon. It ain't yeah, good. you must because it's a maple story, huh? Yeah, yeah. Anyways, uh, the Korean, uh, the Korean art hits hard. All the ladies are very curvy and very uh, slim. Yeah, very co- Korean art wealthy. has, yeah, has very unique. Although I will say, I really like um, DFO's art. They got great art. Yeah, they do good characters. But uh, I will say this: having played Destiny a lot, this game might be my Destiny killer. It's free for one and two. Like the game re- gives you loot like all the time. Unlike Destiny, like Destiny, you'll get like loot maybe once in a blue moon. This game, I'm I'm fucking drowning in loot. I love it. Get that loot. Oh, cool. Who knew a looter like... shooter that drowns you in loot is fun to play? Right. Until people, you know, have fatigue and then they just go back to what they normally play. As gamers tend to do, as I mean, we sure I'm a victim. Do. Yeah, I'm a victim. Not a victim, but like a suspect. I don't know. Words. Anyway, uh, that's what we've been playing, what we've been doing. A pretty lengthy opening segment of the podcast, but that's fine. Took a week off, so we deserve to go a little longer. But uh, you've been drinking this 
this uh, concoction, some snake oil from YouTubers. So I'm sure. Oh wow, you're you're, you're about halfway done drinking this yep. green. What is it called? Athletic, Athletic Green. Athletic Greens. Athletic that's, Greens. That's not a sponsor. Right there. Not a sponsor. Not sponsored by Athletic Greens, nor will we ever be by the end of this podcast. No. Because as you, as the view, view, uh, video viewers will see, every time I drink it, I cringe. Yeah, you, you, you definitely. The look on your face looks like you're just chugging this something that either tastes horrible or smells horrible. It's, it's not good. So. Yeah, just like that. So <laughs> it's, it's a little good. bit of both, honestly. <laughs> so uh, let's take a short break because I have a feeling you probably need to use the bathroom. And uh, I don't. Okay. I just need a. I just need the moment to decompress. Okay. Yeah. You know what? How about we both decompress with a short break, and we'll be right back talking right. about some news. I don't really listen to it, but like when I was watching Arcane, the the Arcane intro was pretty cool. It's not a bad song. It is. Look, here's the thing. Imagine, I'm not shitting on Imagine Dragons, okay? Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> you know Pringle? He loves that Woody meme where he's like, I'm not a hater. He's like, by I am. <laughs> it's okay, I am. <laughs> Here we are. We got some news. Broken took a lengthy break. Talk about some Dragon Ball. Yep. I get I get a little pumped up when we talk about old school Dragon Ball. We're talking about history of trunks for people who don't watch the stream or, or aren't here when we're live. But history of trunks is goaded. I just have to say that on record. Like it's it's in my opinion, a close second to that movie, Dragon Ball wise, is the Bardock movie. But Oh yeah, the Bardock movie. I good. think History of Trunks is, in my opinion, is better. But there's they're like one A, one B. You know what I think is really good is the movie from when uh from Trunks. The movie that Trunks had, where basically they explained what happened to Future Gohan and all that, and like that's history. Future Trunks, Gohan. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. You're what right. are you? History. Are you? Oh my I'm god! I'm sorry. History that... Trunks is so goaded that I thought it was another movie. Man, dude, th those those athletic greens are really showing their side effects. <laughs> We're talking about side the movie. Of... You're explaining the plot to. <laughs> side oh effects include. Oh man, short-term memory loss. Uh, All right. We got some news broken. Uh, let's, since, I mean, we already technically talked about Street Fighter VI. I guess we'll just run through this. So I just wrote here, just Street Fighter VI post-beta thoughts. Um, we were supposed to do this last week, so we're two weeks behind, but just some post-beta thoughts. I have thoughts just from a spectator, mostly watching some of your Discord stream as well as some Twitch streams out there, a little bit of content on YouTube, and you have experience just from an actual player because you participated in the beta. So I figured we'll run through this, because I saw some reactions on the Twitterverse. So, honeymoon period is gone for Street Fighter 6. Everybody's sad, crying, and we are left waiting for the future and updates from Capcom. So, I put some initial reactions here. On my end, I think the game appears to be pretty combo heavy because of all the resources, and you start with a full stick of butter. So, like, people can just unload on you with just, like, doing a bunch of shit. So... That's interesting. You don't really see that in Street Fighter until the end of the round when people have V-Trigger and Meter as opposed to the beginning of the match. So, a little different there. I like... Uh, yeah, go on. What, what do you have to add to that? Because I'll just... We can talk about each yeah, individual item. That's I think... Fine. I like the fact that because Meter is given to you immediately, the Super Meter is now, like, relegated to Supers. 
So like building super meters no longer like oh, I'm building this to combo for o overdrive or to like hit the critical art. Mm -hmm. Now it's like I'm building this for supers. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So you're not like dependent on sacrificing meter for something else as opposed to just keeping them for the super. Nightcode. I felt just visually from watching people, it seemed to be pretty stable to an extent. Now it seemed like during the beta, you couldn't you couldn't extend it to like like distances that we're used to with games like Killer Instinct, TFH, Skullgirls, Guilty Gear Strive. Whereas here it seemed to be stable, but to a limit. Like, you know, you can only do I don't know, from what I saw, there were some some sus connections from continents away, which, you know, that happens sometimes, even with rollback. But uh, I don't think just from some of the feedback that we've seen, it seemed like the netcode is really good, but not top tier level like those games I mentioned earlier. I'll say this, Europe, connecting to Europe wasn't bad, but connecting to Japan was like... Yeah, yeah. kind of what it seemed like. So maybe it'll get better, maybe it'll stay the same, but as long as it's not as bad as Kagemusha, I guess that's uh, an improvement. Lobby mode. Uh, that thing is silly as hell, but, you know, I think it's actually good for new players because and it gives you something else to do while you're getting absolutely destroyed by people who know how to play the game. It lets you create these wacky characters, run around the lobby, do Hadouken, spinning bird kick from side to side. Like, I think it's good for new players. Like, I actually don't mind it. I'm not going to make a monstrosity in the lobby, but, like, for people that want to, that's that's great. Hey, I saw some cursed shit. Yeah. I was everyone was either a one piece character or an e-girl with tattoos that are not safe for work. Yeah. They had not glowing, not safe for work tattoos on their character. And I was like, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, but it's I think it's I think it's necessary for to get new players to just want to mess around. So it's cool. So many people were I saw on Twitter were complaining, like, why does Street Fighter need this? Was this marketing for? And I was like, you don't understand why new fighting games need this. New fighting games are putting all these silly little things. They don't need to market to us. You know what they're marketing for? They're marketing for the casual audience. This shit is fucking crack cocaine to those guys. Yeah. The Zoomers, right? they love it. They love this stuff. The casuals, the Zoomers. The fucking boomers, the millennials, everyone that's not a fighting game player mm. loves this shit. Yeah. We hate it, but guess what? We're going to deal with it because guess how they're going to make their money? Those casuals. They're going to dip like three like three months later. Yep. They're going to put all that three money months. into the like game. Three weeks. Eh, I'm giving it the benefit of doubt. Three months, all right? They're going to put all the money into the game, give the company a shit ton of money, and then all of a sudden, our game's funded. Congrats. You now have a game that you can play. Yeah. Thanks to that. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to hear from me. Casuals love it. Fighting game developers already know they have your money. Okay? Arc System Works, Capcom, all of them. They're smart. They know, oh, if we make a fighting game, the fighting game, uh, the FGC is going to buy it. How do we market this away from the FGC so that we can get more money? Meanwhile, Type Moon over there is like, let's just make a gotcha game. <laughs> and that'll fund the fighting game. Perfect strategy. Look, 
look, Nasu is on some crack cocaine, and yeah. French bread is like, yo. Yep. Hey, yo. They're literally doing things differently from everybody else, which is like, but they're in a position to do so. Like, Capcom does not have a very successful gotcha mobile game that funds other projects for them. They have to do silly shit like this, which, listen, I don't mind. If you're upset by this, then come on, you're just a boomer. But like, just don't, don't look at it. Just go to the regular lobby or whatever. Like, what do you care? Speaking of the FGC, uh, the reactions on Twitter, man, same old FGC. I put on here the things I saw on Twitter, Street Fighter Five versus Street Fighter Six, and then the drive impact complaints. Um, those have died down eventually. Like, I think that was just new. But people eventually died down on the drive impact stuff. And I think a lot of them, ironically enough, like were like, you know what? I guess let's see how it develops. Um, but the Street Fighter Five, Street Fighter Six thing, it's it's actually amazing to me. And unfortunately, it's the people who I actually used to enjoy listening to and talk about the FGC. It's the boomers. Like it's people like Sanford Kelly. It's people who have been around for a long time. I don't understand why. I mean, I, I was guilty of this too. I used to do this shit all the time. Like, in order to praise one thing, you have to shit on another. So, it seemed like any sort of reference that made Street Fighter VI good was followed by Street Fighter V bad. Bad, Which, yeah. It's like, man, can we just separate the two? I don't know. But whatever. It seemed like that was a lot of the FGC, whereas, like, it, they couldn't just both be separate. It, it had to be like, man, I can't wait to trash Street Fighter V so I can play some six or whatever. And you know what? We all know how this shit works in the FGC. This Four is months. why I don't talk about plus R anymore, or I I talk about Exert. Yeah. Have you have I have not talked about those games in a long ass time. You know yeah. why? Because I've enlightened myself. I said, you know what? I enjoy Strive. I don't have to shit on fucking plus R. Yeah. I don't have to say Exert was not the greatest gift to mankind. It's weird that that concept, like the, the games, can't live independently to each other. Like plus R can't be plus R. I can't like, can't be Exert. Yeah, like in order for Strive to be good, like Exert is trash. Like, like <laughs> in order for Exert to be good, plus R is trash. Like it's it's or vice versa. Plus R is good, therefore Exert and Strive are trash. Like it's it's just weird, but that's FGC for you. And it's really it's a Twitter mentality. But that's all I had on my end for just the quick reactions for Street Fighter Six. What'd you got? Uh if you bitch about drive impact, you're a bitch. Okay. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. Wait subtle. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not that scary. There is seven options you can use to just counter drive impact. You see someone drive impacting you, drive impact them back. You see someone drive impacting you, it's 22 frames. Just hit the parry button. I know it's 15 frames to hit parry, but guess what? It's early. People guess are just going to complain, dude. Like, it's just, it's how it is. Like, I fucking hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens when you get hit by drive impact <laughs> that's true like if you get hit by drive impact especially in the corner uh you hate this game but that's it that's all we got for she for six um should be fun when this game comes out you know yep should be pretty fun all right this is the big one now so now we got that out of the way i normally don't talk about this stuff but this one i gotta tell you like I just find the story itself interesting. So I wanted to talk about talk about this on the podcast. So I call this big drama in little Bayonetta. Although Bayonetta's not a little not franchise. Little. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um it's not like hella big, but it's big enough, right? Like it's big enough. It's it's in the top Mid-tier. three 
It's a mid-tier game. I would say it's a mid-tier game. Yeah. It's not like I wouldn't call it like a top three Nintendo franchise because Mario, Zelda. No, and no, it's not else? even close. Yeah. I'd say that's a I'd say it's in the same realm as uh, in terms of Nintendo games. I'd say it's in the same realm as uh, Metroid. Metroid? Metroid. Metroid fell off. I think Metroid is big. It's just Nintendo won't make a goddamn game for it. So. You know why Nintendo doesn't make games for games like series that people want them to make games for? Because Nintendo has this weird little thing where like if they can't find a reason to like innovate it, they're just not going to make a new title for it. Like sell merch for it. No, it's innovate. Like that's why they haven't made a new players. (laughs) They they also do hate their players. That's why they haven't made a new F-Zero game. They're like, we've done everything we can with F-Zero. We can't innovate it anymore. So we're not going to make a new F-Zero. Didn't you say you the know new Zelda is called like Death of the Kingdom or something like that? Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom. I, I'm telling you, Zelda died. Zelda's dead. She's done. No, she's not done because <laughs> she's in the game. She also has short hair now instead of long hair. So oh, man. You know what? She's, she's, doing, uh, she's doing the uh, Max Be- Splicer special. Short hair girls. Short, short hair, hair girls. queen. Yeah. I've never it's, been a Zelda fan though. It's funny I say that because I was like, when we were picking River City Girl characters, oh, yeah. you immediately hit <laughs> yeah, yeah. Misako. And I was like, oh, I wonder why. I mean, come on. You knew you knew Misako was my girl immediately. Although, I mean, I, I do like Kyoko. She's, she's funny. She's ditzy. Um, yeah. Misako has like... Everything you're looking for. Right. She's a The movelist, the brunette. She's, she's foul mouth. And, she, oh, and she's got short hair. Come yeah. on now. Yeah, she's she's, she's got good. everything you wanted in a girl. Yeah. Bam. She's got the knee. Oh man, her move was so sick. I mean, she's great. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll talk about more of that once we're finished with that game. Do a review discussion. Should be fun. But, but anyway, we're talking about Bayonetta. Speak, yeah, speaking of girls with short hairs and yes. our girl bosses. Although she kind of uh, fluctuates, short, long, medium. Bayonetta. So a lot has happened in the voice acting world online. And, you know, as we know, the voice acting realm, especially when you involve Un- the medium of Twitter. is Underpaid, not- underprivileged people who are not recognized enough by corporations. But, and I say this with a big asterisk and but... Toxic? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've heard I'm not even in that circle. Like I'm not a fan of specific voice actors. Like I like Tara Strong because she's Arizona and them's fighting hers, but I'm not I don't follow Tara Strong. Like she's cool. But she's also the voice of like a thousand of your childhood right. cartoons. Right. Isn't she like Timmy Turner? But anyway, like she is Timmy Turner. But like I'm not like in that scene of like following these people, whatever. But anyway. They're known. I've seen them from like side eye view. Like I've seen that in the Twitter realm, definitely there's some brow raising moments in the voice acting world. And, uh, you know, that community does not shy away from drama. So here's a, here's another one. So most recently before this thing happened, the most recent thing that happened with the voice acting community was the, you know, we're talking about Tara strong. You know, she went on this little mini rant about how video game characters should be portrayed by video game voice actors, not Hollywood actors, in a way to show support for Charles 
Martinet. I'm not even. I'm not a voice actor. Martinet. 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 Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, who she believes should have been the uh, the the voice of Mario in the upcoming Mario movie, as opposed to Hollywood's new favorite son, Chris Pratt. So I she went a on a little, crusade, a little mini crusade there on Twitter. She's kind of right, but for the movie, she's wrong. Charles Martinet should not voice Mario. And I say this because Charles Martinet just voices Mario like with a high-pitched voice. And in a movie... That would be awful. It Well, especially the way they're structuring this movie, they're going back to what Mario is, which is a uh, Italian plumber who lives in Brooklyn. Which means that he should have a Brooklyn accent. Yeah. He should be a New Yorker. Hmm. Which I, I fucked up that accent. I mean, Sorry. I can't do a New York accent. I'm not even gonna try. So I, you know, I, I applaud you for trying. I, I tried, everybody. Putting yourself out really there. Tried. But anyway, go ahead. Chris Pratt hasn't even done a, a New York accent. Yeah, either. that's true. So he's not even. He's not. I'm. I'm not on. I'm on his case too. I'm like, if you're gonna try to voice Mario, you should put a New York accent on. Like, you're mm. literally just voicing yourself. You're not even trying. You know. Quick tangent before we get back to Bayonetta. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Pringle was in the Discord talking about this. You, uh, Org, I don't know who else was in there, but like, we're talking about this. I'm like, I gotta be honest, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm okay with Chris Pratt being Mario. I'm okay with Jack Black being Bowser. I'm okay with with Charlie Day being uh, Luigi or whatever. Like, I'm fine. Like, I don't give a shit. And people are caring way too much about voice actors for hiring a Hollywood actor to do a Hollywood film. Like, shut up. Like, what do you care? First of all, the movie's not out yet. So the fact that we're judging it before the movie's out is, come on. Just the reactions. And two, Chris Pratt could be doing a good job. We just don't know yet. Like, he he did two lines. And people are like, I said, fucked up. And I was like, man, go back to your room. You, (laughs) like... I don't know. It's just like, it, it's not that big of a deal. It's not that big of a deal. I, I'll say this. I'll say this. Tara is right and wrong. Tara's right that like voice actors should be like given major voice acting roles, but she's wrong in that Charles Martinet should voice Mario. And also she's wrong in the fact that like, in order for this movie to make money, they have to hire Hollywood actors. Because yeah. m- nine times out of 10, people are going to watch a movie because a-list actor is in it. I gotta be honest with you. I, I didn't give a shit about the movie until I saw the trailer and I recognized Jack Black. I was like, I'm more interested now. I am one of those people. Like, I don't want to listen to Charles Martinet. I want to listen to Jack Black. Jack, you do want to listen to Jack Black. Also, Jack Black's a great person. Like, I don't think anyone's complaining about, like, well, okay, there's people complaining about it. Right, yeah. They're actually stupid. The, I'll say this. The one movie was the uh, not Godzilla. What's the other one? King Kong movie. That was terrible. That was bad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That was. Bad. But Tenacious that was bad. D. That's good. Tenacious D is good, dude. Yeah. Tenacious D. Uh, Tenacious D is like chef's kiss. Anyways, let's let's move on. Okay, let's okay. Bayonetta. On. So we're talking about Bayonetta. This so, is how we show that we have ADHD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we stayed sort of on track with the movie anyway. But anyway, on, on October fifteenth, twenty twenty two. The voice acting world receives another dose of drama, as they know too well, this time coming from the former voice of the popular character Bayonetta from the franchise of the same name, Helena Taylor. Taylor, Taylor. on Twitter, 
released a series of short videos which have since garnered a total of over 10 million views combined. And the first video, so I mean 10 million views combined in like four little short Twitter clips means that like she definitely got the word out of, you know, stirring the pot. So she did her job. Mm-hmm. Um, in the first video, she explains the reason why she is not the voice of Bayonetta and the upcoming platinum game Bayonetta 3. She starts with stating that the franchise has made over $450 million to date and then goes on over her resume as an actor in which she emphasizes her studies at an esteemed art academy and guidance under legendary voice coach. By the way, she is very... You can tell she's a voice actress because... Well, yeah, one, she's very British. (laughs) Two, she, like, enunciates every single syllable... And uh, uh, she's yeah. very, I don't know how to, like, how to attribute it to, but she's like, not dramatic, but I don't know, the emphasis on the way she speaks. By the way, she I, almost made me want to like throw my phone across the wall. Really? Like, listening to her. I got to say. Because I was like, bro, I know voice actors. Like I, I watch Octopimp streams every now and then. He doesn't fucking do any of this shit. He's right. just talking. He she just... takes herself very seriously with you can tell with like the her stature as a voice actress. She's very I don't want to say pompous because that's not the right word. Like I don't think she's a bad person. But like He's the... feeling her farts. You <laughs> I mean smelling her farts. But Yeah, that, that she's she's feeling herself. Yeah. Um I I kind of got that vibe. I gotta say though. I, I like her voice. Like, I think she's got a good, just regular speaking voice. Maybe it's because, maybe it's the accent. Um, I don't know. I, I didn't know, actually. <laughs> I like her Bayonetta voice, but her real voice, I could fucking leave that shit away. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I guess I just don't like British people. Oh, shit. <laughs> Damn. Come on, Broken. Um, speaking of British people, nope, nope, nope. We're going to stay on task. <laughs> stay, We're yeah. stay on task. Stay on topic. Um, I don't know. I liked her voice. I don't really agree with her, but her voice, I think, is good. Anyway, so she talks about her resume, which, again, I think maybe she was feeling herself a little bit. But she was giving background to, you know, why she thinks, why she's doing this video. So she goes on to say, and this is a quote, after talking about her resume, she says, and what did they think that this was worth? Meaning her voice, her um, seven years of, you know, doing all this work to become a voice actress. And what did they think this was worth? What did they offer to pay me? The final offer to the whole game as a buyout flat rate was 4,000 US dollars. End quote. Which is very low for how long that game is. Correct. However, there's going to be more details here in a second. So after she explains how the offer was insulting to her talent, she asks fans of the game to boycott the game and spend the money they otherwise would on the game and give it to charity. Taylor then closes out the first video saying, quote, I didn't want the world. I didn't ask too much or too much. I was just asking for a decent, dignified living wage. What they did was legal, but immoral. Now, in response, Platinum Games president and controversial Twitter figure Hideki Kamiya said, sad and deplorable about the attitude of untruth. That's what all I can tell now, which obviously, you know, he's Japanese, so the English is a little broken there. By the way, and this is in all caps, beware of my rules. So Kamiya 
is known for blocking the shit out of everybody on Twitter. It, it doesn't yeah. matter what you say. If you quote tweet him, if you respond to him, if you talk to him at all in English or in any language that's not Japanese, he's like these fucking cockroaches or whatever. Like, are, he yeah. calls people maggots. Like, he's a piece of shit. But like, he's an asshole. He he really is. But anyway, that was his response. And uh, yeah, he's definitely a Twitter fiend. He's, I mean, he's might as well be FGC. But um, he said that, and so obviously he denies her statement. But here's what happened. So in the coming days, after the Taylor videos circulated the internet, Jason Schreier, speaking of somebody who smells their own farts, Jason Schreier. Uh, before we get to this part, can I can I add something? Go ahead. We, we forgot. So right before this Jason Schreier video, she had four videos. And in the fourth video, she explained that that she is the voice of Bayonetta. No one owes owns Bayonetta's voice. She wishes the best for who's the new I uh, forget Jennifer her Hale? Name. Yeah, Jennifer Hale. She wishes the best for Jennifer Hale, but she says that Jennifer Hale does not own Bayonetta. She's never owned Bayonetta. She isn't Bayonetta. I am Bayonetta. I was like, hold your horses. Yeah. Hold your horses. You're being an asshole to Jennifer Hale for no reason at all. Like Yeah. And then she started talking about Jesus Christ. It was weird. It got the further the videos went down, the further it got like it just got out of <laughs> whack, like out of sorts. It's like, why yeah. are you attacking Jennifer? Hale? She's doing her job. Right. And she signed an NDA, so she can't even respond. She can't say anything. Exactly. She can't say shit because yeah. of the NDA. I if I was Jennifer Hale and I didn't sign that NDA, I'd have been like, fuck you, bitch. Yeah. I was on your side in the beginning, but now fuck you. On that fourth video, from between videos one through four, I went from I'm on your side to fuck you, bitch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, it seemed like it wasn't as genuine. That was my initial reaction. It seemed like she made it speaking to Taylor. It's speaking, it, it kind of seemed like she made the situation more about herself as opposed to what is happening in the voice acting world as far as pay is concerned. That's kind of how I felt about it. Um, but listen, I mean, she got I mean, jibbed a little bit. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she's kind of right. The The voice yes. acting world is fucked up when it comes to payments. Did you hear about how much money Jujutsu Kaisen zero voice actors got paid no. for the whole movie? They got paid, I think, a total of $300. Damn. For the for voicing a movie. Yeah. It, you know, it's fucked up. I mean, it's just not it's there's definitely something that has to be done, but the way that I felt Helena Taylor went went about this is, I don't know. Anyway, the the Bloomberg article I think that came out three days later after those videos circulated kind of have shed some new light on this whole thing because remember, Taylor said four thousand U.S. dollars to do the whole game as a flat rate, right? Mm -hmm. And a lot of people took that figure and they were like four thousand dollars to do a game of the of the stature of Bayonetta. Like this is unbelievable. That's, like, hey, yeah, that's too much money for two. Uh, that's too little money for how long of a game that she's going to be voicing. Because I'm pretty sure the game will roughly be like what eight hours, eighteen hours, somewhere around that ballpark. Yeah. So she's probably got to have like a lot of dialogue she has to voice. Yeah, 
even if they are reusing assets from previous games as far as like the grunts and like the stuff that happens during combat and all that stuff right but the dialogue then, itself it has a lot of dialogue that yeah. you'd have to record so yeah that's a lot oh too little money but go on yeah so the bloomberg article that came out from jason schreier a man uh, who smells his own farts. Yeah, so Jason Schreier, if you don't know, I believe he used to work for Kotaku. And Jason, talk about a guy that feels himself. Like, he's a good journalist, but he also knows he's a good journalist. So, like, he lets everybody else know that he's a good journalist. And he's kind of, like, smug about it. But he does good work. It's just, I wish he wasn't as pompous as he is. But anyway, that's just my opinion on Jason. But he's been around for a long time covering stuff. He covered Blizzard. Anyway. Uh, Jason Trier on oh, Bloomberg. Don't worry. Don't worry. Everyone shares your opinion about how Jason Trier's an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> yeah. He's kind of a man. But he does good work. He's just, you know. Anyway, the the Bloomberg article. So Jason Trier on Twitter went on to say, Platinum offered Helena Taylor between 3000 and 4000 per session for at least five sessions, according to two people familiar with the deal and documentation viewed by Bloomberg. So those are sources. Obviously, you can't out those because that's not good. It's not professional. But sources that are supposed to be legitimate. In response, he continues, in response, the people said Taylor asked for a six-figure fee and residuals negotiations fell apart. End quote. So a little bit of a different story with what she said in that initial video. She seemed to have wanted way more then when she said all I wanted was a dignified living wage, well, six figures and residuals, uh, that's a little more than that, right? I think that's asking a little much. Plus, they said, what is it, that they were going to have five recording sessions. Yeah. And out of all five recording sessions, she was going to get paid that $4,000 per Correct. session. Yeah. And she made it seem like it was just a lump sum, just 4000 for the whole game. And then when they changed it to Jennifer Hale to be the voice actress, they went to her again. They gave her a second chance. Platinum Games gave this lady two chances. And they said, okay, look, you're not going to be the voice actress of Bayonetta, but we'll give you a cameo for $4,000. Just one cameo. That's less than a recording session. Right. For the same amount of money as a recording session. And she still denied it. Yeah, so she definitely failed to mention that in the first video. If what she is saying is true or a lie, we don't exactly know because now we have two sides of the story. We don't know which one is true. So obviously, in the response to the Bloomberg re report, Taylor is quoted saying that the version of events by Platinum Games are an absolute lie and said that Platinum is just trying to save their ass as well as the game. So she denies the statement from Platinum about her them offering her roughly $20,000 for five sessions to do Bayonetta, as opposed to what she said, which was $4,000 for the whole game. Hello, ladies and gents. This is a live podcast correction. Yes, as I'm editing this podcast, we got some more news about this whole Taylor v. Platinum case we have on our hands. And this is information we did not have as we recorded the podcast, so I just wanted to add it here in a short little segment. So it seems like Taylor did confirm that the reporting by Jason Schreier and the amount that he discussed was true. She just somehow omitted that detail in the video that went viral. Also, another thing that is not talked about in this video is 
the fact that the $450 million number she is talking about as far as what the Bayonetta series has made seems to be just her taking all of the all-time sales from video game charts and just multiplying that number by 60. So that figure is not correct. So after all this, it's not looking great for Taylor. It does seem like she, if not flat out lied, definitely hid a certain detail when she was telling her story, probably to endear herself to the fans and try to get the word out there. Now again, I'm not exactly taking sides, but this is just the latest thing that developed in this story. The reason why I added this here is because we're probably not gonna be talking about this next week. So I wanted to make sure that the details you're getting in this story is the most recent as we have them right now. Obviously it could still develop, but we'll probably be on to other things. Anyway, back to the show. Now, lastly, something to note here, which you know you mentioned this earlier, is that the in this whole mess, the victims from the situation are the Twitter active developers who are working on Bayonetta 3, who are getting harassed from Twitter fiends taking Taylor's side in this whole thing, as well as um, Jennifer Hale, who is the new voice of Bayonetta, and she can't say anything because of the NDA, so fortunately she's in that position where she just has to take this... All the punishment. The, the vitriol and the harassment from the Twitter fiends because of the fact that she's in the position that she accepted the job that technically was belonged to Taylor, but now Hale has it. And it Jennifer Hale is also a great voice actress, right? Like, very established. So a wonderful voice actress, like she does not deserve any of this shit. So yeah, that was a um, little trouble in the voice acting world. Now I don't know here. I, initially, I got I got to be honest. When I initially, before the Bloomberg article came out, I was like. I, Something about Taylor's speech there seemed disingenuous. And, and that was, I just, I don't know. But I also reserved judgment because I was like, I don't know, she could be telling the truth. Maybe she just doesn't have a good way of endearing herself to people. I, I like her voice, but I just didn't really feel like she was, ah, uh, like uh, something there felt disingenuous. After the Bloomberg article, like they could, I don't know why they would lie. Obviously, we would need to see documentation to show the offers, it has to be in writing somewhere. But you know, as soon as the you know, as soon as this game releases and the NDA is gone, there's gonna be the floodgates of information right. is gonna. You know what? I hate to say this, but Taylor Green is probably blacklisted as a voice actor. She's probably never gonna get another voice acting role, like unless it's from like, unless it's from like an indie developer. Because I'm pretty sure the, all the major d developers were like, you did what? And you're being an a-hole to who? All right, yeah, no. Yeah, I think... He's probably going to have to survive off of Cameo and, like, <laughs> ind indies now. The thing, the thing that really, I think, backfired on her whole thing is, one, asking fans to boycott a game because of a personal reason that you had with the development of the game is the wrong move, right? Definitely the wrong move. And I know in that second video she said, I'm only asking the people who care about these matters to boycott the game. Obviously, if you don't, don't boycott. But the way she made it sound is like, you know. If you don't boycott, yeah, you're an exactly, asshole. Exactly. The, the, the other part was the amount of harassment that came in the direction of the developers from Platinum as well as Jennifer Hale, which... I don't know. That's I will say this. I will say this. 
Kamiya did not help his case. He's a jerk. <laughs> he didn't help his case. All he had to do was say, "Hey, these aren't these aren't true. What she said is not true." Yeah. We can't explain because the game is not out yet, but her statements are false. And when the game comes out and our NDA is done, we will show you proof of what's going on if you ask. Yeah. You know what? How e- how like how much unhatred he would have had? He wouldn't have been attacked. Platinum Games would not have been attacked if he had just said, "Hey, don't don't worry. Her statements are false, but we cannot explain due to NDA." Right. Right. If if he had said that. Hey, that's that is less than 114 or 40 words or right. characters. Instead, he's like on Twitter. He's like, "Don't at me, maggots." <laughs> the fact that he calls people maggots is like, you're gonna be like a real, <laughs> a real dickhead. <laughs> oh, this is literally you see become his Twitter banner. Like his Twitter banner yeah. is all his own tweets of calling people maggots. <laughs> like, what yeah. a jerk! This is basically the biggest. I smell my own farts. He said, she said bullshit. Yeah. I've ever seen. There is not a single good person in this fucking argument. I, yeah, it seems like money has really been kind of has driven both of these parties to an extreme of just the way they've been handling this online. It's unfortunate, especially for the parties that aren't directly involved, like the developers who are just working on the game, like Jennifer Hale. It's a, it's a bummer to see because when initially when she said boycott, I was like, well, I guess fuck everybody else, right? Fuck the developers who worked on this game. Fucked all the other voice actors. (laughs) Like, it's like, damn, like, I guess you just don't care about anybody else. Just you. But I kind of see the fact that like even 20,000, like I, here's the thing, even $20,000, if the recording sessions are what platinum says they are. I think even that is low, but that's true because the way voice actors get paid, they don't have stable jobs like me and you. They don't go to work and then get paid and then like they go to work the next day to get paid. No, voice actors are gigs. So like they get they may it may look like from the average person that they get paid a lot of money, but that money they have to hoard that money until the next gig yeah because that's what's going to go from that's basically how they're going to pay for all of their expenses from gig one to gig two and that's pre-tax too so twenty thousand dollars is not truly twenty thousand dollars there's some hidden fees and expenses there so you know it's uh i still think it's low but if if what platinum's saying that she was asking for a six-figure fee and residuals if that's the truth then I think she just That's she overplayed. Yeah, she she overplayed That's her position there. So. I don't think I've ever heard a voice actor ask for residuals. Well, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it would have to be somebody voicing some some character that is truly iconic and you cannot replace. Here's the thing: I don't think voice actors should ask for residuals unless they're in a game that is in active development. Because then it makes sense that they get residuals because yeah. they're still on the project. Yeah. Like for example, fighting games, you should get residuals because every season they need to add more voice lines. Yeah. I see that. And and then like like MOBAs and all that, they need to they they need you to keep voicing the character. Like 
you don't just voice a character once and then you're done because they keep adding new stuff to the game, which means that you need to add more voice lines. So therefore, I think like in that regard, you should you should have residuals because it's like you're still on the project. So they're going to you basically have like a safety net where it's basically. Yeah, I feel like. That's what I mean, but like if you're in a one and done game, you shouldn't mm. ask for residuals because it's like you did your task. They're not going to need your voice anymore unless yeah. they make a sequel. It's not like a which sitcom, it takes... which has reruns, right? Like yeah. most people are going to play and the game once and then they're sales, done. Sales die after a while, and like that's it. Like, yeah, I I agree. I, mean, I agree with all the voice actors saying that they need to get paid more. Voice actors do need to get paid more. I got I got one thing there. They're private contractors. Troy Baker is going to get paid more because he's just done way more like AAA work, work with, you know, first party publishers. So him and Octopan, for example, are not going to get paid the same. Like there are tiers. There are tiers. Private contractors have tiers depending on the work you've done. And it sucks that a lot of the people, like you mentioned, Nolan North, he's, you know, he's always going to be Drake. Like, it's just how it's going to be. And he's going to get paid what people want to see Drake get paid for or, like, what people expect Drake to sound like. So it's just, you know, you got to work your way up. And then, unfortunately, what happens is Laura Bailey is going to get high and Tara Strong as well. You know, they're going to get very popular roles because of who they are. And you just have to just grind and work your way to a point where you are able to get those um, paychecks, right? But for everybody else, it just it just sucks. But that's that's the private contractor world. Like you know what you're getting into. It's not like this is a league and everybody gets paid under like a salary cap and is divided evenly. This is private contractors. Like you set your own number. And guess what? Pringle said this in Discord too. Taylor said her number enough where Platinum was like, no, we're going to go somewhere else. And I think that's the right to. Like she said, she admitted what they said isn't what what they did isn't illegal, but it's immoral. You might think that, but I think she just she just kind of overplayed her I hand mean, there. It isn't illegal to say no. No. But it isn't immoral to be like, hey, we're paying you four grand per session for five sessions. Yeah, she did kind of lie, probably, if that's true. Yeah, yeah so yeah. that's... I don't know, because she's pretty popular. So she could get another gig pretty quickly, but like, yeah. well, not anymore. Not anymore. No, she she shot her. She she's, shot her. She's going to have to lay low, I think, for if 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 more facts come out. Uh, this is still developing, right? Yeah, this She'll, is still developing. If she turns out to be in the wrong of this and she just did all this just to, you know, try to get more money or, go back, or get some hush or go back like, yeah, something. It. Yeah. It's not gonna be good. Not gonna be good for she, her. She probably shot herself in the foot when it came to doing this, because I can promise you right now, triple A developers are not gonna hire her. Especially after that fourth video when they she went after Jennifer Hale. Oh yeah. no. Yeah. She is not getting hired. When she started quoting Jesus, I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, okay, uh, good luck to you. But anyway, I'm going to follow this story just because I'm interested. So we'll see what happens once the NDAs are are all. Done. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, find out. But 
this is gonna be one of those games where like the moment the game releases everyone's gonna pay attention to everything yeah. but the game yep exactly the floodgates they're gonna be like on jason schreier's twitter and be like what's going on and yeah the nda is gone the nda is done let's get all the jennifer hale is gonna put a twit longer as <laughs> you like listen this is what happened. Oh, <laughs> this twit longer is gonna bang oh man i cannot wait for the twit longer because when that twit longer comes I don't read twit longers. I read what people respond with twit longers, <laughs> yeah. and I cannot wait for that shit. That shit's gonna be vitriol. Yeah. Yep, it'll be spicy for sure. But um, yeah, that's that's for the news. Uh, let's take watch, a quick break because I was gonna say, watch we find out that Jennifer Hale wasn't given two chances; she was given like ten chances. You mean Taylor? Or, yeah, Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Watch me find out that Taylor wasn't given just two chances. She was man, given ten. This could blow up in her face, man. This could really blow up in her face. And I hope it doesn't because she does seem like a nice person. It just seemed like she was salty and she took a little too far if if what's going on is true. But, you know, we'll, we shall see what happens. But we know what's going to happen here in a second. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and uh, probably wrap up the show because we are going a little long. But... We shall deliberate during break. IGN is also slightly trash. IGN is they're, heavily trash. They're, they're hit or miss because either they have a terrible editor or they have a great editor. It's always wishy-washy. Yeah, the, I, IGN had a golden age, dude, during like 2006 to about 2011. Like IGN was actually really good. Already broken the last sip of athletic greens <laughs> going down your throat as mm -hmm. you choke on it. Oh no. Oh, there's there's a little bit more. There's a little bit more. You know what? Screw it. I'm going down. I'm All going right. down swinging. The final sip. There it is. And the athletic green bottle is completely oh my god, your face. Your face. It's just mm. for the people not listening, not not watching this. You, every time you take a swig of that green juice in that bottle, it's just <laughs> Ugh. It's yeah. The it's worst part is that it wasn't fully mixed apparently. Ugh. So all that like sediment is at the bottom. Gross. And I was just that all at once. Ugh. I'm gonna assume that's gonna be your last bottle of Athletic Green ever. No, apparently not, because I have a lot of it still. So don't, I'm just gonna do it. Don't do it to yourself. Please. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mac. I'm sorry, Pringle. We're not getting the athletic green sponsor. No, we are not. We are not. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, we'll uh, we'll get something else. One of we'll these survive. Days. Yeah, we will. You know what? Look, if GG's, if GG or what is the other one? Uh, Gamer Sups or what's the other one? G Fuel. They want to sponsor us. I'll do the ad read and I'll drink those <laughs> any of those drinks on podcast all the time. Yeah. I, I you will see me drinking those. I'll drink those, not this, not athletic greens. I'm sorry. You couldn't force me to do this ad reads on this. Yeah, no. Um, speaking something, speaking about something we're not going to force is this uh, topic for this week. So we talked during the break. We went a little long this podcast on the pre-show as well as the news and stuff. So it's getting late. And the topic that we have here is not like a timely topic. We can really grab this out of the hat anytime we want on any podcast. So I think I'm thinking unless something drastic happens between now and episode nine, this topic will go on episode nine, which will be next week. And just a little tease for people. So it's going to be a cooperative tier list. 
And I know tier list is like a taboo word, but this one is going to be fun because it features game genres. So Broken and I have listed each individually 31 different game genres that you can think of. So think like first-person shooters and 2D platformers and a bunch of other ones. So we each have our own list. What we're going to do next week is we're going to look at game genres, talk about them a little bit, maybe speak a little about our favorite games from that genre, why we like them, why we don't, why we put them on where in the order of our tier list, and then see if we can combine our tier list to create one and then go over it and see where we land. Because, for example, Broken might like a certain genre very, you know, like might have it in its top five, but I'll have it at like 25. So where do we land on the combined tier list? I think that would be fun for next week. So you can look forward to that. And now we can uh, do our little take a flyer wrap up. There are a few. Let's go. I'm, I'm excited. Hey, All right. you know how oh. you're talking about ads, though? The first thing here on the take a flyer is Triple KO. It doesn't have to do with ads, but so Triple KO is a fighting game podcast with like three really popular YouTubers. Mm -hmm. Um they're going on a bi-weekly format. And man, I'm telling you, it's very hard to do fighting games every single week like they have been doing, like I try to do with FGC Hollywood. It's it's tough. Like that you literally have nothing else to talk about after you've talked about like the like the if game. there's if there's no news, like it's very tough to just come up with topics that have not been discussed at nauseum. So the fact that they're going to a bi-weekly format, man, we've gone through that. We've we've hit that plateau of like all right, I guess we're going bi-weekly because we just can't sustain the doing the weekly stuff. Um, and then afterwards, we'd come up with one episode that takes like three hours because everything just hits at once. Yep, exactly. It's feast or famine in the FGC. So uh, yeah, Triple KO going bi-weekly, something we know very well. Um, we don't have to do that because we no, do all games. Not anymore. And there's like news. There's news every day about a game. Yeah, I mean, we're talking about voice acting drama. We wouldn't have done that in FGC Hollywood. We've been like... Three, four, six as lobbies, <laughs> instant, uh, whatever. Um, the ads, you were talking about ad reads. So I don't listen to Triple KO, but I heard from people to do that. I guess the ad reads that they do, the, the timing for them is like really bad. Like it's just like in the yeah. middle of conversation or like randomly. So um, if we ever do get fortunate enough to have ads on this podcast, I'll try to edit them correctly to put them in between breaks or whatever. So there you go. Mm -hmm. Number two, MK, the mobile game. So Mortal Kombat Onslaught announced for iOS, Android, due sometime in 2023. It will be a, quote, collection role-playing game. Players Ooh. must build a team of fighters from a vast roster of characters and unleash them in massive real-time group battles to stop a dark and dangerous threat from wrecking hat. I'm so bored just reading this across the realms. Like that sounds awful. Honestly, that's not good. Look, I hate to say it. Fighting games were not meant to be on cell phones, no. but the only come they don't. I know you're going to hate me on this. So get the Mike Z died for nothing quote ready. God but damn it. God damn it. Skullgirls mobile is the it, only, it is a good mobile game. game. I mean, Mike Z did die for nothing, but like it is, uh, <laughs> Skull Girls mobile game actually is a good. Well, like, I knew you the were only gonna, good I knew it was coming. Yeah, I knew you were gonna, it was coming, but I was like, just, just get it over. He with. died for nothing. 
So did Gutex. No, I didn't. <laughs> oh, Gutex died for many good reasons. Yeah. Uh, shout out to Gooey. He looks better. He looked better in that one uh, Street Fighter Six uh, stream he did. He looked not as <laughs> crazy. <laughs> he looked like he had it together a little bit. Maybe he's making a comeback. You know, Mike Ross is on Twitter, kind of saying he's like, "Hey, I'm playing Guilty Gear Xrd or whatever," and then he's he's kind of involved. Gooey is kind of back, you know. Look, I hope Gooey has the opposite of Kanye West, where he like actually comes back saying, "Hopefully, yeah, please, Gooey." Okay, the FGC I think is a better place when Gooey is uh, not is, there, is sane and you know just chilling. But you know, we all go through ebbs and flows. Uh, so yeah, MK has is announced a mobile game. I'm not gonna play it. I think I'm never gonna. No, look, here's the thing. I hate to say this, but every time I give NetherRealm Studios a chance, I give them a chance. It always bites me, dude. Yeah. Inf- Injustice sucks. Injustice 2 su- Injustice 1 almost made me... Injustice 1 in- uh, almost made me quit fighting games. Damn. I bet. Dude, it wasn't until Guilty Gear Exard Sign, which is a shitty game. I'm sorry. Exard Sign's a shit-tier game now. Yeah, first version. It wasn't until until Exert Sign that I almost thought about like stopping fighting games. I was like, bro, fighting games must not be for me. <laughs> and then Exert Sign came out and I was like, you know what? I love fighting games. But bro, before that, oh boy. Injustice. I almost had it. Injustice and then Mortal Kombat. Oh god god awful game. Nine I was good. How... I like nine. Mortal Kombat nine, nine... was fun. Nine was okay for casual fun. Like I'm not an MK guy, but like I had a roommate. It was also busted NRs. mess. Yeah, that yeah, it was. It's, yeah, it's a busted mess. There's yeah. so many messed up things about that game. Cabal was so good. He was really good. Um, speaking of injustice, give me a percentage. Mm-hmm. The next injustice that comes out, what percentage do you give that either Omni Man from Invincible? Or Homelander from The Boys is a guest character? That's a good question. I think Homelander higher, right? I, um, just because he, he can translate a little easier, kind of like you got. Yeah, Homelander would probably be higher on the list. Yeah. And also, if Homelander is, then, ba- then Superman's going to unironically be like, you seem to be a weird imposter. Right. Like they're going to go back and forth about who's the imposter. I think uh, those are like shoe in my opinion. Yeah, those are actually shoe I know because, like, what's it? Uh, Omni Man is an independent guy from they're, an They're both Amazon properties. Yes, they are both Amazon properties. And I'm pretty sure Amazon would be like, yeah, take it. Go for it. Yeah. They would partner if, with if NRs. Warner Brothers. Yeah, if Warner Brothers wanted to ask them, I don't know because Warner Brothers Discovery is, is under some shit right now. Mm. Did you know they only have enough money to to pull that two out two movies? And it's Black Adam and the other movie. Oh, that Black Adam, The Rock. I'm 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 getting rock fatigue, dude. Like, I'm, I will watch I'm done the with the rock. Movie. I will watch the movie solely because I like Justice League. And Justice Society. 
Yeah. Well, Justice Society is kind of garbage, but Justice League is cool. I say Justice Society sucks because Justice Society kind of has some terrible bench warmers on their right. team. Who's who's better I'm waifu st- in Justice League? Hawkgirl or Wonder Woman? There's only one right answer here. Well, Wonder Woman's actually the uh, the A-lister. Hot Girl is the D-lister. So who's who's better? I hate to say it, but Wonder Woman. What? No, no, it's always Hot, hot Girl. Girl. Hot Girl's sexier and more of a cool character, but in terms of like who's actually better, Hot Girl all the way. She's sick. Um, I'll admit, I would rather go on a date with Hot Girl than than Wonder Woman. Yeah, any day of the week. Diane, get the fuck out of here. Anyway, uh, them's fighting herds, dude. I gotta say, I think TFH's OST, the original soundtrack, is like criminally underrated. Like it's so good. Like there's certain tracks on there. Just like I see the views on YouTube, and it's like two thousand, and I'm like, damn. Like, this is banging. Canyon Pass is sick. Velvet's character theme is really, really good. And there's a bunch of bangers on that. Like, I understand it's ponies, but y'all are just missing out. Like, listen to a little bit of TFH what it has, has to offer. Also, dynamic soundtrack. It's sick. You know what we have actually screwed up? On what? This is the this is the fourth episode where we forgot to do the word of the, the day. The word of the day, goddammit. Wow. And you know what? We could do the word of the day right now because it's not about it's not a pony game. You remember what the word is? No, what is the word? Hold I forgot, on. I forgot. I got you. you don't have it queued up. Oh, my God. Can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Broken, please. Please. Not like this. Not like this. It means give me the definition first. Then give me the word. OK, so. Got it. So the word is... No, the definition. I want the definition first. Yeah. So the definition is being hoofed or a hoofed animal. Right? Okay. So the word is ungulate. Ungulate. All right. Ungulate. 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 You know, hold on. God hold damn on. it. God damn it. We can't pronounce shit. Archipelago. <laughs> God damn it. We're so uh, terrible at pronouncing stuff. I am having a very bad day. <laughs> we can't oh, say God. anything. Remember we said like archipelago? Oh my God. We're so illiterate. It's just, it's bad. I turned 29. I can't speak. <laughs> it's not good. It's ungulate. It's ungulate. Ungulate. Okay. All right. Hooved. Them fighting hooves. Yeah, it's a hooved animal fighting game it is not a pony game yeah hey texas everybody texas is joining soon tfh crossplay is is in there yes crossplay will be like straight up they already announced crossplay that's awesome yeah i think it's active i think it's there yeah all right so So the word of the day everybody is ungulate i'll put that at the top of the show for the next week um we'll come up with something else i'll put it at the top of the show for some housekeeping. Yeah. Yeah. Indeed. Um, so TFH is cool. Us, uh, I was not about to make us have another episode where we forget the word of the day. No, no, no. Yeah, it's good. Good catch. Um, hey, congrats to Majin Obama. You ever seen Pokimane say Obama's name? Thank you, Majin Obama. 
That's how she God, said God, that was the... You should actually post that, like, right <laughs> here. Oh, man. Um, yeah, so... They, she did my... She did our boy dirty. Yeah, but, I mean, ever since then, she's gotten it right, because now she's more, you know... She's more involved well, to, in the FGC. This was back back in the day, so she didn't know who he was. To be, to be fair, she is... To be fair, when you become a simp to Pokimane, apparently Pokimane will understand who you are. Yeah. This was this was pre this is pre simpage days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Obama, hey, congrats to that guy. He's become the true pro streamer uh, as p- as part of a series of Twitch promotional campaigns in Japan. I guess he won a contest. Obama can be seen lighting up the busiest pedestrian crossing six, in the world in Shibuya. Six, six cities, six cities. He was in there. And you know what? I love the picture they used for Majin Obama yeah. because they used the one where he looks like a Tekken character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was like, bruh, he he's looks famous. like a Tekken character. Yeah, he's famous. I had a famous person Majin on the podcast. Obama. Our boy Majin Obama, finally, he made, he made it. it. He made it. From little Louisiana to big Japan. Shout outs to Obama. Right? He's well-deserved. Well-deserved. Um, Hashtag he, my president. <laughs> right, yeah. The true president. Machine Obama. Oh my God! Is this is this Max Splicer talking about a Nintendo Switch? Oh yeah, game? you know we what? don't forget the Switch here. No womp womp this time. Uh, in sound mind coming to Nintendo Switch, an imaginative first-person psychological horror with frenetic puzzles, unique boss fights, and original music by the Living Tombstone. Journey within the inner workings of one of of the one place you can't seem to escape, your own mind. Now available on PC via Steam, PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X and S, and finally, the Nintendo Switch. Also, dude, shoutouts to Modus Games. I'm really digging them as a publisher. They're picking up all these cool little indies. TFH, they got that one that we talked about. I forgot what it was called, but it looked kind of like Dark Souls-y. Um, it looked, looked sick. We talked about it. I forgot the name. But uh, a bunch of other games. And Modus has been like, a really killer publisher, I find, lately. So, shout-out to them. Mm-hmm. And the last but not least, we were supposed to make this like a little news item thing, but I just bumped it down to wrap-up. The Entropy Center, a mind-bending first-person adventure where you solve ingenious and complex puzzles by rewinding objects through time. The game will be available on PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, as well as on Steam on November 3rd, 2022, and currently has a playable demo available on Steam for users to download. There you go. So yeah, some cool games there, some shout-outs, and what's the opposite of shout-out? Because I trash Kotaku. Uh, a whisper down? No, a whisper... No, uh, no, no. <laughs> I, I think... Uh... Why did I say down? I get a whisper in. <laughs> that's, that's the opposite of a shout-out, right? I guess if you really want to be like, <laughs> if you want to be like literal, that is right. the literal. Yeah. Shout opposite. out Obama. Oh, shout out. Whispered in Kotaku. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's all murmured we have. Murmured in might also be it. Murmured in. I yeah. Murmured in. Murmured in. Murmured in. We murmured on this podcast. And uh, way too long, way too way long, too but long. hey, my friend, we've arrived at Orbis. Episode eight is done, is complete. And uh, thank you, my friend, we did it, folks. Me. We did it, everybody. Joining me, yeah, on another successful airship ride. 
And it's been good. Yeah, so next week we'll come back to that topic unless anything crazy happens. But until then, hopefully you enjoy this podcast. I know we took a week off, but sometimes we need breaks. So we took one. Uh, we'll be back next week, though, for sure. And who knows? Maybe a wild Pringle will join us. That would be fun. And if not... That would be kind of cool. Yeah, it'll still be me and Broken talking about silly stuff that involve video games sometimes. And we'll talk about a new word. But anyway... Till next time, peace out, y'all. Take care of yourself. See y'all later. Peace. Peace.